Hi, everyone. It's your podcast host, Jim Andrews, here with a reminder that the Ticket Manager Partner Summit is back. We'll be getting together in person on October 17th this year at the Times Center in New York City. This is a free, invitation-only event where hundreds of business leaders across the world's most influential brands in sports, sponsorship, live events, and ticketing gather to make great connections and share valuable information. Approved attendees enjoy exclusive networking events, insightful panels, and exciting celebrity speakers, all for free. Are you interested in attending? Just go to ticketmanager.com for details on how to apply. Welcome to Ticket Manager's all-access interview series, engaging leaders from across the sports marketing spectrum to identify and explore critical issues in the business of sports, entertainment, sponsorship, activation, ticketing, hospitality, and even more. I'm your host, Jim Andrews. Joining me on this episode is Aaron Pryor, Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer for First Horizon Bank, a leading financial services company in the southeastern U.S. and one that's growing. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. Ah, Looking forward to this conversation. Let's just start off by talking a little bit about First Horizon. And and of course, you've got many different types of, of sports and entertainment partnerships. So if you can just start us off with talking a little bit about the company and and then really what what the strategy is behind your different partnerships you know in terms of what are the goals and objectives you're planning to achieve and where maybe sponsorship fits in your overall marketing mix well first horizon we are a southeastern based bank uh, we're headquartered in memphis tennessee we're approximately 90 billion in assets and you know we have a lot of fantastic markets within our footprint. So when you think about what we're looking for within the partnerships and in the sponsorships are more around, it really varies. You know, some of it is awareness. Some of it is client entertainment. You know, I personally love the sponsorships that are full funnel that really have that awareness, driving that awareness, familiarity, but also drive down the funnel into the client experience or lead generation you know, so we have some we have some great sponsorships today within our footprint. With Nashville, uh, we have First Horizon Park. They've done some great work with Fifth and Broadway. We've got some, you know, really fantastic some fantastic markets. You know, from Miami to Atlanta to Charlotte to to Nashville to Dallas. You know, we do a lot. It's it's a mix between local and centralized. Mm. So every market is different and every market has different goals and different objectives and are at different places within, you know, their business cycles. And so we work directly with the local markets to determine, you know, what is right for them. What is, you know, maybe a sports sponsorship or partnership makes sense in one market but not another. So we may want to partner with an art museum or, you know, an installation or something of that nature. And so my team, sponsorships fall underneath brand strategy. 
so I have um, a wonderful, fantastic person on my team. Her name is Paula Beal, who runs brand strategy, and she and her team will get involved and look at what are the opportunities and then work with the local partners in the market and with the local teams in the market to make sure that there's a fit. And so that's really how the structure is today. In that case, you've got a lot of different objectives, as you said, sometimes full funnel, sometimes very targeted at at different places along the the customer journey. And that's both uh, B2C and, and, and B2B, I'm assuming. Yes. So, you know, with the bigger sponsorships and some of the more awareness, uh, if you're thinking naming rights on the outside of a stadium or things like that, you're going to have, you know, the entire community. You're going to get the B2C and the B2B. I think a lot of times there's a B2B2C component in there too, you know, and so it, it's it's twofold. Again, it goes back to what's the objective, uh, if we're trying to drive awareness, that's awareness within all consumers within the market. Um, if we're trying to drive more mid to lower funnel, they'll be more targeted. So, you know, events or types of partnerships where we're inviting maybe a specific uh, prospect or client base and, and, and really pushing more of a lead generation, uh, that could be a more B2B tactic. It just depends on what the objective is for that particular partnership. And I think it's critical to determine that at the outset, not wait until you're in there and then think, okay, what are we going to do with this? Like, you know, it's it's nice to have the fun, shiny things, but if they're not, you know, returning or making an impact for you, you know, then it's hard to... Uh, explain that, if you will, down the road. I want to get into to activation at some point, but you just mentioned something really interesting, and that is you know, that upfront work <laughs> is really important, right? That whether you're screening or vetting, whatever process, you, 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 whatever name you want to put on that process. Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of how you go about, you know, and, I, and I'm sure like like most people who sit in, in your seat and the people on your team, you get a lot of proposals and communications that come in the door and people where they think they have the perfect opportunity for First Horizon. So can you give us a sense of, of how you uh, kind of uh, look at those and, or maybe go and proactively find opportunities if that's the case? Yeah. So, you know, we do get a lot of inquiries or, you know, opportunities around things that exist. There's so many great programs out there and so many great teams and events and all the things, right? But we can't do them all. So the first the first lens that my team takes is, is it a match for the brand? There's some things that just don't make sense for us and where, you know, how we're positioned within the markets or how, you know, maybe the direction we're going strategically. So, I mean, that's your first just high level, high level, you know, line item. And then it's about, you know, again, what are, what are we trying to drive? Is it awareness? Is it conversion? You know, what's the, the overall objective? What does it tie to? And then who is attending? Who is going to align with that partnership also, or really find that partnership, you know, valuable from the consumer side too. So it's, it's that associate, maybe not, not the partnership valuable, but the association, are they going to make the right association? And so there's a lot of, a lot of work that goes into the front line. I think, you know, when we get some of those proposals and the things that we are looking into where we kind of say, hey, maybe this is something we should look further into. I would just always recommend to 
you know, vendors or partners that are looking to gain sponsors, start there. Start with the who and the what and give the value up front. And that takes a lot of that takes a lot of the time out of the maybe the close cycle for the partner or the sponsor also. In in all of your markets, obviously there, there are lots of things going on, right? In terms of not only competitive activity, in terms of other folks in your category, uh, they're out there sponsoring. But even within some uh, one of the properties that you have a partnership with, there are other sponsors who are also competing for attention and, and to make sure that they're making that association. I think that's one of the biggest challenges of being a, a, a sponsor is making sure that what you're doing is seen and not not just seen, but is seen to be relevant and, and engaging with customers. And that's where we get to that idea of, of activation, right? It's not just about, hey, we put our name on the building. That's great. Everybody's going to love us. So can you talk a little bit about how First Horizon is, is activating and maybe some of the, the things that, you, that you've done that you really uh, uh, either are most proud of or have gotten good results for you? I think that is an excellent point in terms of the activation. You know, it's, it's especially when you're looking at it from a budget perspective or from a budget lens, if somebody comes and says, Hey, it's going to be a hundred thousand dollars to do this sponsorship. You have to also add in, what is that activation? You know, if there is an activation component, because there is a cost to doing that, especially experiential side, right. That is usually falling on the business or, or the partner. So, uh, you know, when we are doing those types of events and partnerships or sponsorships, we do we do have to look at, at the whole the the whole component or the whole piece of that. So, some of the ways we do it is it really again depends on the objective and what the partnership or sponsorship is trying to drive. And I'm I'm separating partnership and sponsorship because they're similar, but they're different, right? So sometimes the sponsorship might be the name on the building or, you know, sponsoring a program and the partnership may be more of an events-driven component or, you know, a partnership with um, an entity within the community. So we really take a different a different approach based on what, what the objective is. I know that sounds so kind of obvious, but either way, I think, it's really important to look at an omni-channel presence. So for instance, or maybe it's more of a multi-channel, but if you're taking something, you know, maybe you've got the boots on the ground. If it's something more local that the market has come and said, hey, we really want to do this. And then getting that surround sound from the centralized marketing. When I say surround sound, really looking at the media and the social media, and that is paid and earned. So depending on, on what it is, you know, if it's a partnership or, you know, or, or a sponsorship with a sports team, let's say, or I'll use fifth and Broadway. I think that was a great opportunity that the national market brought forward. Uh, and, and we partnered with the local market and then our centralized marketing team to create the assets around that, that sponsorship. It's a, it's a retail and uh, residential development. Thank you in, in Nashville. And then we put some paid media behind that to surround sound it. And then when there are events or other things, we can also use some of our social media. So it's really how do you take take the one piece and then and then really really 
just surrounded, I guess, from a multi-channel approach. Um, and then that way you just get a little bit more bang for your buck. Yeah. Well, and I'm so glad you mentioned something like Fifth and Broadway, because I think sometimes we we kind of pigeonhole ourselves into talking about sports uh, or entered music or things like that. And, and there really are so many different types of partnership activities and, and different types of partners out there that, that include those maybe maybe non-traditional uh, types of types of organizations, types of venues, whatever it might be, but that you know, are just as important in a community as you know, the local baseball team or, or whatever it might be. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, and especially being in the financial services, this is usually an area where companies like First Horizon maybe do a little bit better job than, than some other types of uh, sponsors and brands, and that's ROI. So when you're looking at uh, all of these different sponsorships and partnerships, how are you determining what's working uh, and what's not? And do you have kind of specific metrics or KPIs or methods about evaluation? Again, I imagine some of that maybe is, is case dependent on, on, of course, what uh, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So, you know, it really, again, goes back to what are we trying to do? And not all spend is created equal and not all spending equates to an ROI, like a direct bottom line. So for instance, if we're we're doing more of an awareness, we want to get more share of voice, higher awareness in the markets. We're going to look more at, you know, the brand tracker and, and look at, Hey, have we seen an awareness, you know, increase over a period of time? So it's a longer game. Uh, you know, and then you've got, as you move down, I really love a full funnel partnership, something that drives from the top and not, it's, it's not every partnership or sponsorship is going to do this, but I love it when they, when they can, but, you know, so looking at the, the awareness would be an increase of awareness within the specific markets over a longer period of time. As you move further down, you know, maybe if it's a partnership with an event and we're doing a prospect and client. Uh, lead generation, or if it's, you know, a concert or maybe a sponsorship, uh, a sports, a sports uh, event, if we're inviting people in what's happening with those in a more lead, lead generation prospect driving, that's going to be like, Hey, were we able to drive more in? Were we able to provide that air cover and help to fill the funnel for the banker? And then are any of those leads converting? And so there's just so many different levels of measurement within these types of um, events and partnerships that it really varies, but there's a lot you can do and there is a way to show. So we, we also did a partnership with a, uh, an event for one of our commercial groups and we were able to measure who was invited who, you know, what happened within the deal, within the, within the funnel, and then who converted. And you can equate two of the, two of the closed loans more than pay for what we paid for, for the event. And so I've really encouraged the team to adopt that model or not encourage, that's the model we're utilizing is, you know, what is the, what is the payoff? And then how do we go above and beyond for me as a marketer and, and as a leader in marketing, I find it critical that marketing become more of more driving to the bottom line, more of a less of a, a, a cost and and more of a revenue contributor. And I think it's it's 
not as hard as people think to develop that muscle within your organization. And that also helps to to get the the buy-in from your business leaders into doing some of the events and sponsorships. I think it's getting that ROI and just making sure the measurement piece is in place for whatever your objective is with the measurement or with the sponsorship is, is critical. I couldn't agree more. You're, you're preaching to the choir here. You know, somebody who's been doing this for a long time. And I remember starting out, I'm not going to say how many years ago, but you know, the, so often you heard, well, sponsorships can't really be measured. You know, we, we do this and we know it's a good thing to do. And, and yeah, we can look at, you know, the, the top of the funnel stuff is easy to see if we're moving a needle on, on awareness, but, but, you know, there's so many other things that we're doing in the marketplace. How could we isolate it? And, you know, especially it, it may have been more difficult 30, 40 years ago, but, you know, technology now has allowed us to, to really kind of drill down deeper in, into those types of things. And now you can literally look at the data of here's here's who, who we gave tickets to, here's who attended, and, and, you know, we can connect that to our CRM systems and just follow these people kind of almost automatically. Uh, it, it's really, uh, again, to me, you know, it's been, been around since the days of pen, paper, and clipboards. It's, it's really amazing what we're able to do now. Yeah, I think with the, you know, and in regard to the tickets and the ticket manager, that is huge. You know, we, it, as you grow and become a larger institution, that client entertainment and client experience, if you will, is really important, especially, you know, as you build the relationships. And, and that's both consumer and commercial clients. And I think the, the management of the tickets uh, has been, you know, it's it's gotten so much more what's the word i'm looking for so much more it's easier right using applications such as ticket manager and other things uh and, and getting the local markets to engage there because to your point you can then see you know where where things are going you can again show the value for the spend i think it's a, i do think you know in most institutions have the suites and the tickets and all the things to the local pieces because it's also critical to show the support for the community. And, you know, having the local sponsorships and ticket partnerships and all the things are critical to that and and really play a big piece into, you know, as we get you move up in terms of the centralized to the local, you know, I think it's a critical component. Aaron, I'd just like to ask you looking maybe a little bit down the road, what would you like to see, uh, where would you like to see your sponsorship program go from here? You know, what, and what would that kind of require from either current or, or future rights holder partners that, uh, that you deal that you're working with? Yeah. You know, from the local, on the local side, the more, you know, growth market specific side, we're, we're getting better, um, better alignment between the centralized marketing component and our, our local markets. I think that is critical in terms of partnership. Like I mentioned earlier that, you know, from the centralized piece, the team, we can, we can sit here and say, Oh, we think it would be great for this market. But we, if, if we get into the market and they're like, we never would want to do that, then a, it's never going to work. And for a number of reasons, and, and, and B, 
you're just not going to see the success. And so partnering more closely with our markets has been amazing. So we've been doing that over the past year. We're building out some plans for some of the specific markets that have that multi-channel approach and also helping to think outside the box. Like they're helping us to think outside of the box in terms of what is right for them. And I think we're helping them, the markets, think outside a little bit of maybe some opportunities that they hadn't really, you know, really thought about. So I think that partnership is critical. And then from a centralized sponsorship and partnership, it's really aligning our brand more closely with additional entities that can provide that full funnel experience from the top down and where are we going to get that value as we continue to drive forward and to drive growth in the the institution? Because partnerships, sponsorships, and events, they really are critical. And they're, they're things that the bankers ask for regularly. And they're important. We know the paid media and the you know campaigns and the automation and all the things are fantastic but there's still something to be said for having an in you know an in person experience and i think we all felt that you know exponentially in 2020 2021 and even parts of 2022 so you know just continuing to drive forward and and to figure out how do we connect all the dots and improve that attribution and and really give the holistic view for our partnerships. Well, it, it's so great to talk to somebody who obviously is is a big believer in in these types of things as as, as I am, and and I think that the, you know the point that you talk about in terms of coordinating between uh, the centralized office, the corporate office, and 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 folks out in the field, and that goes for banking or you know lots of other types of businesses. It's not necessarily an easy thing to do. You know, I've, I've sat in on some some of those um, trying to get some of those things started, and it's like, oh well, we'll just establish a, a sponsorship council, right? And we'll have a representative from everybody, and we'll all sit and and, and agree on things. And no, it, it it takes a lot more work than that. So so kudos to you for being able to uh, to do that because it really really is so important. Thank you. Yeah. So Aaron, thank you for, for taking the time and, uh, and, and joining us and, and want to wish you the, the best of luck with everything you've got going on there. And hopefully we'll have a ch- chance to, uh, to check in and, and see how things are going with you in the future. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me on today. All right. And on behalf of everyone at Ticket Manager, thank all of you for watching and listening. And please join us again for the next episode in the All Access interview series.